Welcome to the Prophecy Club. We are going to be discussing NATO and what has just been going on with NATO. I think it is a real big harbinger of whether America is going to be given more time or whether America has very little time to her destruction. First of all, a brief refresher in case you missed the prior programs. So, Dimitri was told the fall of America will start with an internal revolution started by the communists. Some of the people will start fighting against the government. The government will be busy with internal problems. Then from the oceans, Russia, Cuba, Nicaragua, Central America, Mexico, and two of the countries would attack and defeat America in one day. October 5th, 2012, we had Shane Warren make a DVD called The Storm, Judgment, and Revival. He said that there's a 400-year judgment cycle and that America's judgment arrives in 2020. Now, the interesting part of that is 2020 just happens to be 400 years from when the Mayflower Compact of 1620 was signed. 2020 also happens to be 40 years from when the judgment was pronounced to Dimitri in 1980. We may, we may, I'm not setting a date, have as little as two or three years until we see our beloved country fall. Furthermore, the two cows. A black and white cow was first published by the Associated Press on September 25, 2014, and a second one was born on September 25, 2014. Both of them just happened to be September 25, 2014 is the 49th Shemitah, which is a seven-year period. A black one with a white seven, a pristine white seven, and a red one with a scratched seven, in that they were both released to the public on a Shemitah can't be an accident. Now, I'm not predicting anything, but I'm interpreting what that would mean. Since the black and white cow with a pristine seven on his forehead may be saying seven years of plenty, solid red cow with a scribbled seven on his forehead may be saying seven years of famine, meaning it may be saying the last seven years of plenty started September 25th of 2014, and if it does, this would be what it means. It would mean that the end of the seven years of plenty would come in 2021. Is that the possible fall of America? Now, I didn't say America would fall in 2021. That would also mean that the tribulation would start in 2021, conclude at 2028. Now, again, I did not say the tribulation starts in 2021, nor the return of Jesus in 2028. I don't know. But I am a watchman, and it is my job to warn people. Now, let me also refresh your memory what we talked about yesterday. Trump has just gone over and talked to NATO. He told them he was not pleased with the nations not paying their fair share then turning around and purchasing $11 billion in natural gas from Russia, the very country that they are forcing America to pay NATO to defend them against. He is not pleased that the EU puts up trade barriers, high tariffs, subsidies to companies to compete against America, to actually take money away from America. And, my opinion, he's right. You see, America is actually funding EU and Germany so that they can purchase gas from Russia, NATO's enemy, 
build up and make Russia stronger and wealthier. It also allows Russia control over Germany because they can cut off the natural gas supplies anytime they want, especially in a time of conflict. America is losing possible business profits from the EU and German tariffs and subsidies while paying the bill for their defense from Russia. America is losing by funding NATO their defense from Russia, losing in trade and tariffs, trade barriers, subsidies to EU companies, losing in trade when they purchase their gas from Russia rather than America. I said yesterday what Trump needs to say is, I'm not bluffing. I'm a businessman. This is not going to continue. All right. Now, what has actually happened? See, because we're watching this, we're not just watching this for the news value. We're prophecy students. We understand what the Bible says. We know what the prophets have said, and we know what to watch for. Yes, they have seen what Trump has done. They've seen how he's handled Syria and the peace, the Paris Peace Accord and canceled the Iran deal and brokered a nuclear disarmament for North Korea. But we prophecy students are watching to see if NATO is about to fall apart or if NATO is going to turn around. Is NATO going to pull the knife out of our back and cooperate and begin to pay their fair share? We wanted to see if the trade barriers, which would be lowered if they would give us a level playing field. Why? Because we understand that the Most High ruleth in the kingdom of men and giveth it to whomsoever he will and setteth up over it the basis of men, meaning these men of the EU and of NATO and of Russia and of England, they're not making the decision. God is making the decision. God is the God that turns the hearts of kings. He removeth kings and setteth up kings. His dominion is an everlasting dominion. And he decides what nation falls and what nation rises. He says, I kill, I make alive. I wound, I heal. And no one can deliver out of my hand. It's all in God's hands. Now, we know that. So what we're watching for, if NATO and the EU continue to be a drag in America, rip America off, continues to see that America loses, continues to stab us in the back, all of this could be a setup by God to leave America without our allies in a nuclear attack that we know is coming. This could be a setup by God to take America down, or it could be a good news sign if we see NATO cooperate, EU begin to turn around, Germany, if these nations begin to start cooperating, pull the knife out of our back, lower the trade barriers, start paying their fair share for NATO, if things at NATO, things when he goes to England, and especially when he talks to Trump or to Putin, if those things go well, brothers and sisters, that could be very good news for America. Okay, so we just got the news. Trump just talked to NATO. Now, let me play for you how the meeting went. For years, presidents have been coming to these meetings and uh, talked about the expense, the tremendous expense for the United States, and uh, tremendous progress has been made. Everyone's agreed to substantially up their commitment. They're going to up it at levels that they've never thought of before, and now it's going up very substantially, and commitments were made. Uh, only five of 29 countries were making their commitment. 
uh, and that's now changed. The commitment was at 2 percent. Ultimately, that'll be going up quite a bit higher than that. So we are uh, we made a tremendous amount of progress today. Uh, it's been about at a minimum, they estimate, and they're going to be giving you exact numbers. But since last year, they've raised an additional $33 billion dollars. Uh, that's been put up by the various countries, not including the United States. And the United States' uh, commitment to NATO is very strong, remains very strong, but primarily because everyone, the spirit they have, uh, the amount of money they're willing to spend, the additional money that they will be putting up has been really, uh, really amazing to see it. To see the level of spirit in that room is incredible. Uh, I let them know that I was extremely unhappy with what was happening, and uh, they have substantially upped their commitment. Yeah. And now we're very happy and uh, have a very, very powerful, very, very strong NATO, much stronger than it was two days ago. Well, they were uh, probably worried because the United States was not being treated fairly, but now we are because the commitment has been up so much. So now they are. And I was very firm yesterday. Uh, you have to understand, I know a lot of the people in the room. I was here last year. I let them know last year uh, in a less firm manner, but pretty firm, and they raised an additional $33 billion, I think going to $40 billion, but it's $33 billion as of today. Uh, uh, and then today and yesterday, I was probably a little bit more firm. But I believe in NATO. I think NATO is a very important, probably the greatest ever done. But the United States was paying for anywhere from 70 to 90 percent of it, depending on the way you calculate. That's not fair to the United States. In addition to that, as you know, we're in negotiations with the EU and we're going to be meeting with them next week. We've been treated very unfairly on trade. Our farmers have been shut out of the European Union. Now, you could say they're different, but basically, to a large extent, they're the same countries. So uh, I think we're going to be ultimately treated fairly on trade. We'll see what happens. But I can tell you that NATO now is really a a fine-tuned machine. People are paying money that they never paid before. Uh, they're happy to do it. And the United States is being treated much more fairly. Yeah. We had a fantastic meeting at the end, uh, 29 countries, and uh, they are putting up a lot. Uh, Germany has uh, increased very substantially their time period. And Germany's coming along, and we still have to figure out what's going on with the pipeline, because the pipeline is coming in from Russia. So we're going to have to figure that out. I brought it up. Nobody brought it up but me, and we all are talking about it now. And actually, I think the world is talking about it now, maybe more than anything else. Thanked me, actually. He, said, he actually thanked me. And everybody in the room thanked me. There's a great collegial spirit in that room that I don't think they've had in many years. They're very strong. So, uh, yeah, very, very unified, very strong, no problem, right? So what they're doing is spending at a much faster clip. They're going up to the 2% level. Uh, some are at 2%. Others have agreed definitely to go to 2%. And some are going back to get the approval, and which they will get, to go to 2%. After we're at 2%, we'll start talking about going higher. But I said, ultimately, we should be, we should be at 4%. I think 4% is the right number. Now, the United States, depending on the way you calculate it, was at 4.2 percent. And I said, that's unfair. And we have the largest GDP by far, especially since we've increased it by so much since a thing called the election. Our GDP has gone way up. And so the fact that our GDP went way up, that means we're paying for even more, which is very unfair. So I explained that. Uh, 
we uh, we will go to much higher than two percent into the future. But right now we're getting people up to two percent and that'll take place over a fairly short period of time, a short number of years. What will you tell President Putin about this summit and about NATO? Well, I think he's going to see about this summit. This has turned out to be a very successful summit. This is I think I think really that NATO is more uh, put together right now, is more coordinated, and I think there's a better spirit for NATO right now than perhaps they've ever had. Uh, it's richer than it ever was. The commitments are made uh, at a higher level than they've ever been made, and the money to be paid out faster, far faster. You know, the 2% was a range, a goal. It wasn't something that they were committed to. Now it's a commitment. There's a big difference, the 2% number. And that's why so many people weren't reaching it or hitting it. It was just sort of like this amorphous number out there. Now it's a commitment, a real commitment. Uh, I think he's going to see that there's great unity, great spirit, great esprit de corps. And uh, I think we're going to have a good meeting. Regardless of that, I think we're going to have a good meeting. But this was a fantastic two days. This was a really fantastic. It all came together at the end. And yes, it was a little tough for a little while, but ultimately, you can ask anybody at that meeting, they're really liking what happened over the last two days. There's a great, great spirit leaving that room. So, that's good news. In my opinion, that's good news. NATO is stepping up. They're paying their fair share, but, but, more important, we are seeing them getting along. That And by the way, I have to say, I think this press conference that Trump just conducted, he looked more presidential and more confident and more in charge. Uh, he looked like the man in charge of the world as he is. I'm very impressed. Now, so far, so good. However, now let's turn and listen to what he said about Russia. And I hope that we're going to be able to get along with Russia I think that we probably will be able to. Uh, the people in the room think so. But frankly, maybe everybody's going to have a good relationship with Russia, so there'll be a lot less problem with the pipeline. But uh, to me, that was a very major point of contention. Uh, we discussed it at length today. Germany has agreed to do a lot better than they were doing, and we're very happy with that. We had a very good relationship with Angela Merkel. You think you're going to get along with President Putin at ambition? Could you just tell us why do you think that? Is there something you admire about him? And the second question, because you're just about to go to the UK. Well, he's a competitor. Sir. He's been very nice to me the times I've met him. I've been nice to him. He's a competitor. You know, somebody was saying, is he an enemy? He's not my enemy. Is he a friend? No, I don't know him well enough. But the couple of times that I've gotten to meet him, we got along very well. You saw that. I hope we get along well. I think we get along well. Ultimately, he's a competitor. He's representing Russia. I'm representing the United States. So, in a sense, we're competitors. Not a question of friend or enemy. He's not my enemy. Hopefully, someday, maybe he'll be a friend. It could happen. But I, don't, I just don't know him very well. I've met him a couple of times. And when I did meet him, most of you people were there. I think Russia is a really, really big key. There's another big sign. We got to watch for it. And that is Putin. That's Russia. If Trump and Putin can become good friends, oh, 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 that would that would be really good. Now, of course, just because he says he's good friends doesn't necessarily mean they're really good friends. Maybe it appears since NATO went well. Now, we got three things going on here. We got one is NATO. 
well, even I'll say this way, four things. We got NATO. Then we got the trade things. I mean, right now, America is basically at war with her other allies. That could also be a bad sign. We're basically going to a trade war, not just with Canada and Mexico, but with EU and with China. It might have been good if Trump didn't do the whole world all at once. <laughs> you know, just choose one or two nation and go to war with them, trade to war with them and try to fix that at once. So we got NATO had that go, and apparently it has gone well. The next thing is the trade barriers. Well, we don't know about that. He said they're going to have a meeting July 25th with the EU people, see if they can work out something. Look, if these trade wars won't turn into wars, but if they will begin to level the playing field and cooperate, things could be really, really good. But that's another thing to watch for. Those trade wars fire up, and right now it appears that they are, then America could be in a world of hurt real fast. Okay, the third strike is England. Now, before we get into Russia here a whole lot, let's talk a little bit about England because England is a key. Now, yes, I know they're not a real big player right now, but brothers and sisters, you have to understand that in Revelation 13, the four beasts, the beasts from the sea, Part of that beast is the lion's head, and that is England. That means that England is a large part of the new world order, the world government. Do not think that England is a good guy. Uh, I was just explaining to my wife, Leslie, this morning. She was saying, okay, well, now, actually, who is in charge of England? I said, well, yeah, that's a really good question. She said, well, what about the queen? I said, no, actually, at least legally, she's, my understanding is she's not the one primarily in charge of England anymore. However, apparently she is pulling the strings because we can't seem to get England to cooperate to get out of the, the Brexit, to exit the EU, to exit the new, which is basically the world government. England, you know, England used to be, there have been times where England had really good righteous leadership, obviously, like King James, the whole King James Bible. But then a lot of their leaders have been really corrupt. And it's the same thing with Israel throughout the years. Anytime you have a king, you've either got some really good people or some sometimes really, really terrible people. Well, right now, England wants to be the world leader, in my opinion. England wants world government. You can see that. Because understand that the queen is the one that's really pulling the strings behind the the prime minister. And she, this uh, prime minister May, wants world government. She does not want them to pull out of Brexit. That's the reason they just had three people resign this past few days here. Because she's not pulling out of Brexit as fast in the way they want them to. So that tells you that England is still really pushing hard for a world government which we prophecy students know that God has put in their heart to give their power and strength unto the beast so that the words of God might be fulfilled. So world government is God's idea that he's putting in the hearts of these world leaders so that one day they will gather all of their armies under the leadership of the beast and they're going to go down and surround Jerusalem and then's when Jesus is going to return and one day he takes care of them all of them, with the Morning Star.
Matter of fact, I might also ought to say, yeah, on that day, there's actually only three entities that do any of the destroying. On that day, the Day of Trumpets, this is the day that you and I, the barley and the wheat, return on white horses in our white garments. We do not have our crowns yet, but we get them on the Day of Trumpets. When we return with him, Jesus has the morning star and he does the burning. The people that get hit with the morning star turn to ashes instantly. But there's two other angels. They both have sharp sickles, and they're the ones that crush the grapes, or you might say slice the grapes. That's the reason the blood rises at the horse's bridles in the space of 1,600 furlongs. Those are the only three that do any burning or crushing. Then after the burning and crushing, then that is when everybody Everybody, everybody that has ever asked Jesus into the heart all report to the judgment seat of Christ. And they report to get their rewards, their wedding garments, or I should say their garments. The wedding has already taken place. The, the garments and their rewards. Those people that don't have any works, those are the trees that are hewn down and cast into the fire. That's the judgment seat of Christ. I'm getting off into some things I'm putting in my books. And anyway, the point is, the point is that England is very much pushing for and wanting world government. So do not think that they like Trump because he is against world government. Trump is for each nation being a sovereign nation and in control of their own borders and their own laws. And that's exactly opposite of what the beast from the sea is telling us is going to happen. So keep watching England. The more you see England gain power, move into a world government, that's bad for America. That's bad for the whole world. But the thing we really have to watch for, even more than NATO or EU or even England, obviously is Russia, because Russia is the primary force that takes down America. Come Monday, Trump is going to be talking with Putin. If Trump and Putin become friends, great. Maybe God is giving America more time. If Trump and Putin make some arrangement, maybe Trump lowers some sanctions like what Putin and Russia wants, great. Putin removes Russian troops from Syria or does some other things that Trump wants him to do, great signs. Good, good, good. If Trump gives Putin steps, favors and blessings, the things Putin wants, maybe America has more time. If Trump and Putin don't get along, now, obviously, we're going to see the picture of them shaking hands, and everybody's going to say they get along. I mean, have you ever heard anybody, any two diplomats from any nation walking out of a meeting, and it's announced that they are not friends, that they made or be enemies? No, no, they're always friends. However, that's not the test. What we watch for as the test is if there are arrangements. See, because maybe in private, they get angry at each other, but publicly, they're going to appear to be friends. Here's what we watch for. If there are no agreements, if we hear that there are no concessions on the part of Russia to America, America to Russia, no sanctions lifted, no diplomats returned or re-exchanged between the countries, no smiley, smiley, pat each other on the back, but again, that look, just because they smile, pat each other on the back, that's not what we're watching. We're, we're watching to see if there are steps taken from each country to help the other country. 
Are there concessions? Are, is Trump given way to some things Putin wants? Is Putin given some things way to uh, America that way we want? And of course, Trump is having to fight all of the media because, you know, all the media has been trying to say, oh, well, Trump is for uh, Russia. And that puts a little pressure on Trump to say, well, you know, I can't do anything for Russia because they're always trying to say that I'm, I'm for Russia. Well, he has to fight that. But what he really needs to do is to come out and be friends with Putin. And he sort of needs to loosen the reins, in my opinion. I don't think my phone call is going to come from Trump today asking my opinion. But if he were to ask my opinion, I'd say one way or another. I mean, don't cow down. Don't bend the knee. But you need to do what you can to keep Russia happy. Understand they have scalar wave. Understand they have the weapons already in place to take America out. And the only thing that's keeping them from pushing the button, from dropping the bomb, from releasing the EMP, using the scalar wave is the hand of God. And right now, America does not seem to be turning to God, in my opinion. I don't see any sports stadiums filling up. I don't hear of any great big revival rallies going on. What I do see is people in Seattle show up to have a prayer meeting, and Antifa shows up with not just throwing rocks and sticks, brothers and sisters. They showed up with flashbang grenades, the things that were arrested or were, were confiscated. Here, listen, not just rocks and flashbang, but mace, clubs, gloves, brass knuckles, batons, knives, handgun clips, these Antifa thugs were planning on what well, one lady said. They were trying to murder us. So Christians showed up in Portland, Oregon, it was actually, for a prayer rally, and Antifa showed up to try to kill them. And if the police hadn't been there, they, they would have. I'm saying that the internal revolution has started. So what do we do? We have to stand in the gap, brothers and sisters. If you're not a member of the Fast Track team, go to Prophecy Club, sign up. Join us in our fast and our prayer each Tuesday evening, midnight to 4 p.m. on Wednesday. Also, would you pray for Prophecy Club? Because, wow, it is summer and we do need your help. Oh, wow. Yes, we do. God's blessed you. If you can help us, now would be a really good time to do it. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your prayers. And thank you for your gifts of support. God bless. The Prophecy Club is on the tip of God's spear. Join the battle and prayerfully consider supporting the Prophecy Club with your gifts of support. We would not be here without your prayers and generous financial support. Now from the Prophecy Club, some exciting opportunities for you. The Extreme Summer Blowout is now in effect. You can get 50 DVDs for $250, that's $5 each. 25 for 160, that's 640 each. 15 for 120, that's 8 bucks each. 10 for 100, obviously $10 each. 6 for 70, 4 for 50, and 2 for $30. You can go to prophecyclub.com. There's a list of all the DVDs there, or you can call us and ask for the summer catalog. Or download the catalog at prophecyclub.com. Flip through it, then decide which DVDs you want. That's 785-266-1112, and it expires soon. 
Call 785-266-1112 today. Some restrictions apply. Do you have some bad habits or issues that need changing? Do your prayers go unanswered and you feel like a failure? Do you want to do good but find yourself continuing to do bad? Maybe bad dreams or nightmares, angry too often, not making progress in your life? Maybe you need to come to the Hide and Sink Christian Deliverance Conference. This is Christians Helping Fellow Christians, July 21st, 1 to 5 p.m. Spirit of Prophecy Church, 2540K Avenue, Corner Park in K in Plano. No charge. If you have questions, call Lou at 972-567-4122. 972-567-4122. No reservations necessary. Show up July 21, 1 to 5 p.m. Spirit of Prophecy Church, 2540K Avenue in Plano. See you there. We just launched WatchProphecyClub.com. You can now watch 160 Prophecy Club recordings and soon over 300 without interruption. Most people would agree 300 titles, normally $30 each, a gift of $100 a month would be reasonable, $50 a pretty good deal, but the introductory rate for a limited time is just $20 recurring monthly subscription. A one-year subscription is a gift of $200. There's no contract. You can cancel any time you want to, and you get the first three days free just to check it out. The best deal is a yearly subscription that'll lock in your rate for a year even when we raise the rates. WatchProphecyClub.com. Go check it out. WatchProphecyClub.com.